0: This episode of the Adventure Game Engine Interest Series is brought to you in part by our Portal Maker patrons, Griffith Locke and Leona. We couldn't do this show without folks like you. Thank you.
1: D20 Radio, your gamer's role.
2: www.d20radio.com.
0: Welcome to the Aegis, Ecolyte. We have so many portals, so many wondrous things to show you. But today, I think this one will be perfect. And welcome to the Adventure Game Engine Interest series, uh, where we are talk about all the age all the time. But it's not quite a show for all ages. We will swear a bunch. So, just so you know.
3: <laughs> ten out of ten.
0: We've got a bit of a group today for the discussion. Uh, my name is Ren, and I'm going around the table to my right, who's joining us today? Uh, this is Molly.
1: It's
3: Oh me, I'm still just—it hasn't stopped being true. Very Uh-oh. good,
0: glad to hear it. And I'm Nick, and I'm Keith. This is our first episode that we are streaming live on Twitch. You folks can catch us. Uh, I don't have a—I don't have a specific time, but when we do, when we try and do discussion episodes going forward, we're gonna try to do them live so that you folks can join in if you like.
3: And you can shout things at us. Do we have a chat? I'm about to offer them a chat and I don't know
0: if we have one. We I mean there is a there is there a chat.
1: Be, there will be one. It's part of the part, of,
3: part, of, the part of the Twitch. Yes. It is
0: part of the Twitch experience.
3: How much I do Twitch
0: things. <laughs> Our first message of course is a bot.
3: Heck yeah.
0: What a way to what an auspicious beginning.
3: Popular with the bots
0: Robot mm-hmm. overlords. Yes, big I ups.
3: for one welcome our robot overlords.
1: There
0: right. oh. we go. You're very slight, my dear. I'm
3: very tired.
0: That's fair. You've had a big day.
3: It was, it was nine hours at the workplace. Nine hours <laughs> at the workplace.
0: How is everyone doing today? All of our lovely hosts? Uh, pretty well. Uh, like I had said earlier, just light day.
2: Uh almost didn't make it to here but i'm here now i'm, I'm glad good. you
0: could
4: yeah it's it's been a light day uh a leisurely day so it's good excellent I'm Tired. <laughs> a distinct
1: uptick
0: <coughs> very <Hooray>! good <laughs> uh so you folks are probably used to hearing my voice and everyone else's voices because we usually do the trail of the intruder uh, I haven't done a name intro for everybody on the Trail of the Intruder, but I bet you all can probably guess who folks I think are.
3: We did it a few times in the earlier episodes. <laughs> we
0: did. Yes, we might have to come around back to do that. that <laughs> I know
3: what you're thinking about. I don't think that got put in
0: episode. Uh, uh, no, I'm afraid. I think which i is a great, I'm Sure, that got cut. It's a great <laughs> tragedy. I, I did. I did. I do believe I still have it somewhere tucked away. It's not in the show notes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I,
3: I was also. Thinking are you having
0: it? trouble finding him? No, I will go
2: on find and, like, oh. send this off to my <laughs> many discords and, like, okay. Oh, well, thank I'll you. Oh, tell people
3: to come and listen to us.
2: Here's a bunch of absolutely
0: nothing to do with this community, <laughs> communities, that's just going to randomly have a chance. That's yeah. how you make it big on Twitch, is you send everything to the wrong demographics. You are absolutely <laughs> correct.
1: Hell yeah.
0: How do I find this?
1: That's how you create. What are we named? Are
0: we Aegis? Uh, we are Aegis Podcast on Twitch. Aegis, Aegis is all capitalized, and oh, Podcast is, is
3: capitalized. A
0: G E I S. A G E I S. Oh, I yes. did that every
1: wrong.
3: Okay. Um,
1: <laughs> it might autocorrect. to my E G I S. Right
0: to yes. the to the mythical armor.
3: But yeah, you know, if we can get my mom into Gill and Gilbert, I'm sure we can get <laughs> different types of nerds into this nerd thing.
0: Fantastic. So, uh, we very recently had a poll, uh, and our poll we asked folks what we wanted, what they wanted to hear about. It's been a while since we ran one of those, uh, and by a slim margin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: looking yeah. at the poll.
0: Shh! It's been a while. We've been away for a while. We've lost a lot of uh, a lot of engagement, and that's fine. We'll build our way back up again, uh, but. The patrons so have, uh, are the ones who clinched the vote. The, uh, the patrons who are getting a little extra voting power. If you'd like to support us, you can. You don't have to, of course. You can listen to us uh, anywhere for free uh, and catch us if we and let's see if we continue to do this live thing on Twitch. It is a bit of an experiment. We'll see if we actually continue to do so. Is everything okay over there? I'm just
3: realizing, the t- does that mean that patron votes count for two and <laughs> that's been factored into this poll? <laughs>
0: That is that is correct. Okay. Is it all patron who are voted? Uh, we've got we got some we got a vote on Twitch. All right. Uh, no, I'm not Twitch. Twitter. twitchster <laughs> twitchster mm, Uh, but like the poll detector. results are in, and today we'll be talking about hazards. Do we need to have a recount? <laughs>
4: you know, there were so many
0: votes. It was, it was very close, but uh... you know,
1: let me recount. Yeah, that's confirmed. Okay. okay. There
0: we go. Okay.
3: Whoo. <sighs> Y'all, I'm going to be... I'm going to try not to be slab happy but I'm so
0: tired. <laughs> it's voting. good energy for this. Secure voting system. It's a powerful energy.
3: <laughs> Very secure.
0: So, we'll be talking about hazards, but first we've got a couple of things that I want to run through before we get there. Uh, first, we're going to meet our fellow portals. Uh, fellow portal makers, uh, making our D20 radio shout-out. Uh, as you folks know, we are part of the D20 Radio Network, uh, a... Uh, veritable whirlwind of podcasting talents that you can uh, you can catch. Folks who talk about things like Legends of the Five Rings. Uh, folks talk about Star Wars role playing. Talks about the Genesis role playing game. Um, some folks talk about Warhammer 40k. Some folks talk about Call of Cthulhu. You've got a lot of options. Uh, and today uh, we're actually going to be mentioning uh, our friends at the show. Me and Steve talk RPGs, which is a variety show devoted to all things RPG, with a focus on non-standard or non-mainstream RPG options. Uh, The titular hosts, Steve and Steve, have spent so much time chatting about RPGs in parking lots and after games, now they share those conversations with you. Me and Steve is designed to expose folks to RPGs they might not have heard about, unique mechanics and methods of play, and the hidden treasures of the role-playing game scene. In their most recent episodes, Steve and Steve are talking about alignment, a classic topic of role-playing games and its functions, both past and present. They talk about its history in Dungeons & Dragons, as well as other games like Pathfinder that utilize it for themselves. It's a topic as old as time, and the Steves do not shy away from it.
2: Steve as old as
0: time. (laughs) Steve as old as (laughs) Rog. Uh, additionally, they're running an actual play of Mutants and Masterminds, another green running game that we don't cover, but it is very cool. Such a good game. Yeah, I, I, it's the first time I've actually listened to Mutants and Masterminds being played. It sounds really fun. It's
1: awesome. The, the combat's super, simple. Cent- we're going way off topic, but I love Mutants <laughs> and Masterminds. The character creation's fantastic and customizable, the combat is super simple. Cent- super cinematic and captures the feel of a comic book really well.
0: Absolutely. That, that's that so While we're guy. simping
1: for Green Ronin, let's do it to another direction. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: the adventure they are running is called Modoc Family Reunion and the players are not only t- trying this game for the first time, or at least several of them are, uh, they are playing classic heroes like Captain America, Drax the Destroyer, Ant-Man, and Moon Knight. Moon Knight! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know Moon Knight is real, but it's
2: just like... I haven't heard the name in a bit. I'm just kind of like,
1: Moon
0: Man.
3: I just really liked the way you did the ooh sound.
0: Yeah. Moon Night. Made me
2: happy. Moon Night.
0: You can catch the third episode. They've they've only got three episodes, so it's nice and easy to catch up right now. Uh, And it has been a blast for me, specifically, to listen to so far. Uh, If you like Goofy Super's Adventures, you will not be disappointed. And I still have to keep reminding myself that Modoc is a very, very wild uh acronym for what was it? Mechanical, organic <clears throat> uh designed only to kill. Oh jeez. Incredible. They're like from the they're like a villain from like the sixties, seventies of comics, so mm. they're a big floating head on a chair, if I recall correctly. Yep. Uh ex tiny absent legs. <laughs> Expand your knowledge of one of the fastest-growing hobbies by stepping into the unknown with me and Steve Talk RPGs. You can follow me and Steve Talk RPGs on their Facebook, Twitter, their own Discord, their channel on the D20 Radio Discord, and you catch their show wherever you catch podcasts. All right, uh, next we're going to watch the Portals. This is our news section. Uh, the Ships of the Expanse is still available for pre-order in PDF or physical copies. For those not aware, Ships of the Expanse is a new sourcebook for the Expanse RPG, an age variant that supports James S. A. Corey's Expanse universe, a series of hard science fiction books, and a series on Amazon. The Expanse RPG is a space-age game about living in the future, where humans have managed to spread to the planets of the solar system and create lives on Mars, the asteroid belt, and many of the moons of the system's gas giants. This book will be full of ships for civilians, merchants, and military organizations, as well as rules for dealing with maintenance and debt, space stations, and more. As someone who plans to read through this and steal all of these ideas <laughs> for airship encounters in my fantasy setting, I am very excited.
3: I'm sure we won't have to have any problems with that.
0: No, of course not. sure
3: nothing like that is going to be... Airships awesome are
0: always great places to be.
3: Nothing bad ever happens on an airship.
0: Especially not airships with guns.
1: <laughs> Luckily, ours doesn't have guns.
3: I don't think that's out yet. <laughs>
1: Spoilers! <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: uh,
1: I mean, we'll to be sure. fair, sure, I don't think we've asked or
2: looked... Given who the, it's coming from, probably actually, not. I
1: I was trained
2: to pilot the ship. Yeah,
3: we it doesn't. You would have known,
2: <laughs> or they would have specifically
4: made sure well, I did not. We would not have know. hidden them from you. I absolutely looked.
3: <laughs> we do not have guns.
4: We just have someone who can make guns.
3: That is actually a fair point.
4: That is true.
0: <clears throat> anyway, if you got the general gist of how to make one,
3: which also I think will make very little sense to uh, where we are right now. So. <laughs>
0: We are catching up. Uh, Buckle up,
3: everybody! It's gonna
0: be a hot second before we actually catch up to where we recorded. Uh, I hope you folks. I hope you folks don't mind. Uh, and real quick, uh, real cursory segment. Uh, we're going to be talk- peeking through the, a new portal, which is our fan creation spotlight. We've got nothing to show right now because I've not. I'm not grand- gained any permission to share anything for this show just yet. Uh, but we are accepting submissions if you want to share your custom age content uh, and share where to find it. We also are making plans to feature projects that appear on the soon-coming Age Creators Alliance. We hope you look forward to this as much as we do. You can find all past submissions archived in our Resources for Your Game page on our blog, ageinterestseries.home.blog. If you'd like to share your custom age edge game crea- age game adventure game engine creation content, goodness gracious, <laughs> I'm shit. so sorry. Everybody. Uh send a message to AGES podcast, that is A G I S podcast. A G E I S what?
3: You said A G I
0: S. Did I did I okay. A G E I S podcast at gmail.com. Send it to us through our Facebook, Twitter, or SoundCloud accounts, or you can send a personal message to Caught the Protector on the Green Running Discord, or send a message to Caught the Protector on the D twenty radio discord.
3: Can't use Google Plus
0: anymore. Google Plus is not a thing anymore. Uh, and and uh, I think the D20 radio forums are still going, but I don't know if anyone's really using them. Discord's so much more responsive. Discord. Yeah. Uh, you, for those who've been following us for a while, you also might notice that our questions section is missing, and um, that is because we have the Green Ronin Discord now. You can ask the people who work for the dang company questions about stuff, or a lot of folks who are... And more attentive than a podcast that won't come out for another week. Yeah. So, if you've got questions, go check out the Green Ronin Age-Appropriate Discord. Or grad. It's fun. Oh my god. Yeah. We have a lot of... we. Have, there's a lot of f- cool stuff there, and I'm on there, so maybe I'll answer your question. If you ask a question about Modern Age or Expanse, I probably won't. It's you just, just make up shit. I could just make stuff up. tack And then That's the weird. space zombies happened. <laughs> You know,
2: but there's always a chance for, uh, what's it called, people can just make anything into the game oh, as a sure. GM. Absolutely. So, like, the more batshit you go with, like, <laughs> yeah. just answering stuff incorrectly, you just might make someone a campaign.
3: Yeah. You never know. Fair, that is a fair point. That is, that is often how that works. You find someone else's Off the cuff, wacky bullshit, and then you turn it into on the cuff, excellent bullshit. Play
1: Modern Age. (laughs)
2: Space space Zombies totally wasn't Firefly. Spoilers.
0: Mm. Oh. We can play Modern Age. (laughs) We might have to do that soon.
3: Spoilers for a very old show.
0: We are on a track. We are on a track. track. We're we're on multiple. We're we've got we've got a track. We've got a track. Uh, So why don't we uh, join today's lesson from the Nexus? Welcome, uh, welcome to our main topic. Did I say Lexus or Nexus? You said Nexus. Okay, thank you. Boy, What's that would have
3: been very funny. Nailed
0: it. <laughs> thank you. We're talking about hazards in age games. You folks are, have been playing age games with me for a little while now, so you folks have some experience dealing with hazards. Yes. Maybe not necessarily making them, but...
3: Be, uh... I do have some experience making some of them. I helped with the, uh, the play. That... Oh,
2: you did. That's right. It feels like... Uh, it feels like getting into like a chase scene mm-hmm. but there's less uh, you can go this way or that way and there's less urgency but it still has that same like can you do this particular kind of mechanic mhm and uh, it's just a, a a rolodex of checks and it, it it is it is very flavorful but the fact that they're a whole environment means mm-hmm. so much
4: more than like a chase really was hazards <laughs> add a lot of spice to your game kinda of feel like the first one should have just been a falling chandelier because somebody cut a rope or something. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean Chandelier fell uh, down almost we us. almost had stage lighting fall on you folks. That's true. Yes,
3: and uh, I will say that the rotating stage was my idea and because of not so much a rotating stage but an issue on stage with rotating set pieces in my real life. So <laughs> I took all of my noises off experiences you know where everything mm-hmm. goes wrong. I just applied them to making hazards. Don't be afraid to use real life to make oh, hazards. Yeah. If you survive,
1: real
0: life uh, art imitates life.
1: So I, I actually have thought about this a little bit okay. since we knew we were getting in. Uh, knew we were getting into this, and I think, to me, hazards provide three potential benefits.
0: Okay. Um,
1: the first is just breaking up monotony. Mm-hmm. Um, combat in a lot of these games, especially since combat in age games can tend to drag and go long mm-hmm. it Especially can get a little get monotonous in. if it just is combat, combat, combat So
0: just walk up to each other, kick each other in the shins until someone falls just over
1: just adding a little bit of extra spice with, the, with hazards can be a, a real sort of variation that helps keep that enjoyment alive uh, another one is just making things more difficult it, it's a way to ratchet up difficulty of an otherwise not particularly difficult encounter if you want to make it harder and third, and Again. I think I think the one that they're best used for, honestly, mm-hmm. is it's a way to ratchet up tension without ratcheting up difficulty. Mm. Um, the perfect example of this uh, doesn't come from a tabletop RPG, but to me, the ideal example of this is that twenty-minute clock on the first uh, the first reactor in Final Fantasy VII, <laughs> because oh, it no. adds because it adds so much tension to every fight. You're like. By the time you start, it's like, oh, 20 minutes, that's no big deal. But every fight takes away that time, and by the end you're just like, why are these animations so long? Come on!
3: Well, and you know, that brings to mind the idea, and I'm sure we'll have something about this as we move forward, but, like, the idea of what constitutes a hazard, both from, like, a mechanic standpoint and from a player psychological standpoint. Because Mm. I think that there are sort of elements of both that can be useful, and I think you can go full one and full the other and still have a valid sort of addition to an encounter. Yeah.
2: It, it, it also gives, like, so for combat-heavy characters, people who can get around armor, people who can uh, do weapon stuff and this and that, if you can't contend with that or you're more of a, you're, you're the face of the group, Um, it can give you something to futz with, even if you're not the best at it. Mm. If you're not doing something else, it really does give you something else. And as I was thinking about this particular podcast today, Uh I just kept thinking back to my poor arrow-slinging, uh, (laughs) disaster of a DPS character Uh that could touch no boss that had any semblance of intelligence because everybody would look at them and just be like, I'm going to cast wall Because they should. There's no reason they should not. So I started to try to create hazards. Like, can I just start destroying the ceiling and cause a cave-in? And you're like, yeah, you did. And then, like, it didn't benefit us or anyway. So I just started to, like, explode things, hoping to deactivate or, like, open a way out for later, or...
3: You, uh, you ended up wrecking a whole-ass tower, I did, so. I did
2: end up whole, wrecking a whole-ass tower. It didn't do what we needed it to do, but it was fun. It did Dude. make
3: the boss V angry.
2: <laughs> he was grumpy. But, like, so, there's also the, the opportunity of giving, uh, unitaskers, mm-hmm. uh, something to do when it's not their uni time. Yeah. Okay, okay so...
1: That, that idea be, of, like, spreading engagement.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, something I just thought of in terms of hazards, um, if characters have known fears, those could be in, set as individual yeah. hazards. And just like, oh. what's your fucking problem? It's like, and then for one person it's not, but for someone else it's a big fucking deal. Ooh. That's
3: such a good point. Oh, oh shit. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about the third dimension <laughs> of the character psychology.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you blindsided me. <laughs> A slowly oh, okay. flooding cavern is a lot scarier if someone has hiss- has a fear of drowning. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh.
3: yeah, no, I think those are three major points that all should be considered when you're making a hazard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then yeah, when in
4: doubt, but... just use classic movie tropes. Oh, yeah, just when, <laughs> I mean, when, when, when in
3: doubt, hidden punji pit. Like, punji? <laughs> that's what the spike pits.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what the Spike That's Pits.
3: That's what the Spike
2: Pits. Spike Pits. Uh, yeah, of yeah. I, I've never heard the proper term for it, but also I keep seeing that, like, gif on Facebook where, like, look how they do this scene from Labyrinth. This is the woman moving up and down a tube of hands. And it's just like, ah, uh, like... I thought Pungie was a very interesting name for the hands. It was kind of a cute name, Punji. Like, I would name a chow that. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, no! Anyways. Anyways... Let's see. Make yeah. a really spiky chow and name
2: it I don't oh, know no. the origins of this word. It's just a cute word to be.
0: Here you go. Pungi. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right. Oh, Leona's in the chat. Hey! Hello. It looks like we're recording. I want to make sure that, that folks can hear us. Okay, I hope so. Okay, that would Leona, be Leona, can you hear us?
3: Yeah, Leona, you want to be our mic check? <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm definitely recording it in Audacity. That's fine. Okay, uh, but whether it is live <gasps> broadcasting... She can, can. hear us. Whee! Fantastic.
3: We miss you.
0: Come to Gen Con. Come with to Gen
3: again. Con. It's like half a Gen Con, and it's going to be kind of sad, and the house is already going to be pretty full, but come on.
0: <laughs> Especially if you, you can, can, cram an another, <laughs> can cram another person on the catch. I oh, don't know.
1: Consummate salesperson. Yes, I'm so good at this.
0: Hmm.
2: Did I tell you I woke up one day at like, or going to bed at like 3 a.m. I was so miserable and tired, and somebody sent that to me as like, good job, this per, you know, like, for my business, which I run, but like, they were the consummate, and I was just like, consummate as in like marriage? No, don't associate my business with this. Ah! I woke up in the morning and had sent a, like, an email to the people, the people who run the, Software for my business. Like, mm-hmm. did I take down this review? It's like, actually, no, it's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. And I had to apologize to them for 3 a.m.,
0: Keith. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Anyway. It's uh, my tangent. That's okay. Uh, there's a, a quick thread that I do want to pick up is that uh, those of us who have been following us for a long time, maybe Leona, maybe already asking, hey, didn't you folks cover this before? And yes, we in fact did cover this three years ago when we were still the Wonders of Thetis, back in. The Innocent Time of March 2018. Oh, gross. Yeah, that
3: was a very long time ago. (laughs) Uh,
0: If you want to go listen to that episode, you can find it as episode 48, warning, hazardous materials. I think uh, that we did, I I listened to it recently to double check uh, what we'd already covered, and I think Jess and I nailed it. It was just a good, uh, short and sweet episode, and we were on top of our game, Jess made a pun. I,
3: I'm sure I did. Oh, you know what? I haven't gotten to make a pun in so long. I'm,
0: I'm sure that you'll fix that soon. Yeah. I I
3: have not been thinking about puns today. I, I mean... Could... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Thank you for doing my whole job. Uh... God, I forgot. I actually legit forgot that my whole... Primary job is not to say things of value, but to come up with god awful puns by oh, the end of the episode.
0: You, you absolutely bring things of value to the show. Yeah, like puns it ser- are valuable. i certainly hazard a guess. Uh, ah! sh- that was one of the jokes that she made last time. <laughs>
3: hey. That
0: is literally one of the jokes.
3: Bringing it back.
0: Yeah. Full circle. It has been three years since we talked about it, so a lot has come out since then, so revisiting it seemed appropriate. Uh we'll go over a couple of the basics again, but uh and add some new materials and skills that we've developed since March of 2018. Uh if you're following along in your rule books, you can find the rules for hazards on the following pages of the following books. You don't have to keep all of them in, just the one that you've got handiest or the one you like the best. Uh the Dragon Age Core Rulebook, uh, I'll come back to that one because it looks like I forgot to put it down in the notes. The Fantasy Age Basic Rulebook, you can find the Hazard Rules on pages 101 to 102. Uh, In Blue Rose, they're in the Core Rulebook, pages 310 to 313. Uh, Modern Age, they're in the Basic Rulebook, pages 129 to 130. Uh, The Expanse Core Rulebook, they are on pages 99 to 100 with further examples of them on pages 204 to 207. Uh, if you're playing Dragon Age, they are on pages two seventeen to two nineteen.
1: Very thorough. I did
0: it. There's a lot of age. There's a lot of age out there, and we are a show for all ages, except the ones who don't aren't allowed to hear swears.
3: Yeah. Although if you're a kid, you're allowed to hear swears. You're a cool kid. You're you're cool. You can <laughs> hang out with us. What's up, you cool? kid? <laughs> I mean, we can't we can't say that, but
0: <laughs> we're thieves now. Oh now
1: God.
0: we've achieved. Uh, so the makings it's of a hazard. Just a reference. It is. <laughs> an
1: homage.
0: Hazards are generally crafted. <laughs> uh, asking yourself five questions. That's Twitch making sense.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, I'm not sure how to turn it off. But we'll find <laughs> out. You know, we're we're a budget show. We're having fun. We're figuring it out as we go. Uh, so the first question when asking your, so you ask yourself when making a hazard is what is the nature of the hazard. This is pretty straightforward, and you probably already had it in mind before you actually asked yourself the question. So this is just where you tell us what the hazard is. Maybe it's an electrified floor, a uh, hidden pit trap, swinging scythe blades in a corridor, the vacuum of space, or a poison dart trap inside a lock. Oh, yeah, that one. <laughs>
3: that, that old standby. Mm-hmm. Or a
0: cursed mirror. Don't, uh, <laughs> you, you, shut, you shut your mouth. <laughs> We we I might have found something in one of the later Pathfinder Red books that I'm to absolutely that. gonna steal <laughs> for an excellent hazard.
4: you to take inspiration
0: from. Please do take inspiration from other hazards that you find. Or I mean, a hazard can be anything. You can write a hazard for falling down stairs. You can fall write a hazard for drowning.
3: How, which, how many hazards did I end up writing for the for the play?
0: For the play, I wrote a
3: bunch of hazards. <sighs>
0: So, you know what? Uh, it's a good question. I've got a, I've got the page up here. I had We've, a
3: lot of fun doing the hazards for stage that. I did the rotating that's... stage, the lighting. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: the malfunctioning special effects.
3: Yeah. There were a few, but like...
0: There was, uh, yeah, there was the ma- the special effect that was just, that was supposed to just cast a bl- uh, light breeze, but it ended up like throwing out <sighs> gale force winds.
1: Yep.
3: There were some fun ones. like mm-hmm. and I think the thing that I learned from that... As some, like, because I was not someone who's usually making shit like that. But the thing that I figured out was that, uh, pretty much, like, don't, you don't have to be limited by what you would expect a hazard to be, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be, all of the things that we've got as the basics, which makes sense to have there, those are not the only kinds of trap.
2: A very interesting hazard. hazard I can think of <laughs> right There's now. There's also a pit in the floor. Well, yeah, because you have to have cutaways- To transport people and props in. Anyway. um, So just hearing you kind of rattle off, like, oh, I made this, I made that. Did you guys have a hazard in which, like, the audience realizes this is no longer the play? I did have one for that. We did have one for that. That So you have to
0: act appropriate. You have to do enough acting to get out of it. Yeah. So. um... That That was the crowd chaos one where the audience just goes berserk. And yeah. just starts panicking, tra- panicking trampoline mm-hmm. trying to get out, but trying to get over and mm,
2: bad voice. Yeah, that's
3: why we had to spend a not insignificant amount of energy trying to still act while fighting a guy who's talking about our teeth.
0: <laughs> uh, Ray Yeager, I hope I'm saying that right, in the uh, chat asks, What about a hazard falling upstairs and then back down? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's a, that, that's a character curse or flaw. I, well, you know, honestly, it could, <laughs> it could
1: just be some sort of wacky MC Escher business. Like, okay. that could easily
4: be, that like, be um, um, tower. a yeah. more Tower. A moderately threatening funhouse?
3: I'm just. It
1: just, just, it thinking... just has reverse gravity at yeah. both ends of the
3: staircase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going to make me a big goddamn nerd, but I'm just picturing Carnival Night Zone from Sonic 3. Like, the, oh, the, the drums. Oh, no!
4: Like,
1: yeah. like, the
3: drums, or, like, just uh, two of those little pinballs and you're going up and down
1: the stairs and you just can't like I mean I was picturing MC Escher painting so which of us is the bigger nerd <laughs> I <would laughs> say me because
3: yours at least has like the veneer of class
2: well, <laughs> you're reference used to that. in classical art um, but yeah the uh, the idea of like a reverse gravity trap uh I guess I guess like traps are hazards uh, you... traps are hazards yes so yeah but they're so... also
1: just random other stuff.
2: I mean, if, oh, say we're fighting a kooky, uh, clown-like person <laughs> who may have stairs going in every direction, um, <laughs> it might just be a, a fifth-dimensional, like, oh, mind fuck that we have to do
1: to literally figure out how to walk a straight line sometimes. <laughs> Don't give them ideas for her. <laughs> well, I know. Please, again, oh, it's too We late. gotta catch
3: up on these fucking episodes.
1: Uh... But uh, a a thing that that jumps to my mind because now I'm going to go down my own uh, my own terrible nerd hole is excellent. Just watch a random pay per view from 1980s wrestling. <laughs> yeah, and there's some sort of gimmicky shit. It's like, oh, it's a cage on fire match. There's a particular match that that is infamously stupid. It, I can't <laughs> remember who it was. It was Sting and somebody else, and there was a room off to the side that was full of. Vicious dogs. <laughs> you you used air quotes when you said vicious <laughs> dogs. Well, because they couldn't actually get them to attack anybody, so it was just a bunch of camera tricks. It was Aww. an absolute disaster. But you know, a, an adjacent room that is full of vicious dogs. Yeah, full of whatever. Good boys. Well, and in
3: that way, you can good actually boys. take combat and turn it into a hazard. And th- this feel like this oh. kind of gets into swarms and troops and shit. Say hey, we
2: totally have done that. Where like if you can make this pass then you guys avoid the combat. Yes. And so, like, we all want to because time is of the essence or we, yeah. we are carrying something delicate, et cetera, et cetera, or we're in costume or we're sneaking or something. Yeah. So, well, is that, that
0: one hazard we did with poor Jill where... <laughs> She had the ice bridge, but she wanted to go quietly and carefully. Oh my god. So she decided god. to just take her two daggers and like ice pick her way she across, the side, her way the, across bridge, the side of the and bridge. And I made I made no allusions to the fact that if you flub this You're dead. You fall to the valley below. This is two mountain tops that are connected by an ice bridge. You die if you fall off. Just so you know, she did make it. And it was awesome. And she did get the ambush that she was looking for. Good. But man, like that's, sort of that, was, that was a that was a hazard. There was um, uh, gravity is a hazard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look,
2: looking at the, so I, I looked at a D anD D campaign uh, centered mostly around giants, and eventually you have to go into some some of their territories. Some mm-hmm. of them live very fancy and have doors. Doors for somebody who is one fourth the size of everything that should be there is a thing. Yeah. Uh, every door requires a skill check to get oh, into. But that's
3: a- Alice in Wonderland yeah, style hazards where it, things are too big or too small.
2: Yeah. And or become too big or
3: too small oh very my God. quickly.
2: The, the, the idea of like the timing of like, you have to get there, but every door takes four actions. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. So it's like two rounds of getting open a door when you're also trying to be sneaky. Just. Woo. Yeah. Like time plus.
3: Like time crunch plus barriers. It is uh, like what uh, you were talking about uh, with the timer on the thing that I, I my words are leaving me as I say <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah,
0: that's cool. That's cool. Hail.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, adding that additional layer of, of time crunch, even if it's illusory, because that's the thing. Yeah. The, the thing that jumps out to me with that Final Fantasy Seven one is I don't know of anybody that ever actually hit the end of that time. Like, it's not hard to finish it, but just the existence of the clock adds that the tension. Cushion, the creeping dread. Yeah. Hmm.
3: Galaxy quest? No. That's what I was thinking of. I was
1: thinking
2: Undertale.
3: <laughs> yes, Undertale does it too. There's a that... moment
2: in Undertale where you are told if you're good you'll do something and it involves waiting. And so I I've heard so much about this game. I waited. I waited and then I like I started playing other like I did something else but I turned off the sound. <laughs> so I could hear the sound from the other game. And so, like, I think I waited an hour and 40 minutes, and there was still more content coming for doing it. Uh, Like, I I was to the point where I was like, how long does it take to do the action they said? And is this going to happen in real time? I have to sleep soon. So (laughs) I went ahead and just, like, foregoed that hazard or that that option entirely, Mm -hmm. so.
3: Molly
0: has to step away for a bit.
3: She's on call. Oh, we got a we got a chat message from Ray Yeager. Uh, I almost had a character die trying to cross a tightrope over a raging river. It was a homebrew D&D campaign, and it was session two. Ropes are forever dangerous to me. Yeah, I'll bet.
0: Rain, raging I'll rivers. I'll bet, are... friend.
2: Dang. <laughs> well, we still had a friend who died how many times in their first session? Uh, oh Jen yeah yeah uh, uh, rocks fall Jenny dies well it, it, like. very, it very
4: quickly turned into just a running joke rocks fall somewhere this character this person's character dies yeah oh, even blah. when she
3: wasn't in games this happened to her but uh, yeah no yeah. that's I, I think that and that actually brings me to an interesting point of how do you make like for low levels Well, how do you balance a, make a, a hazard seem threatening while still making it level appropriate, and I would imagine this is when you fall into the psychological side more than the... Mm, I mean,
4: think about your environmental aspects, you know, something that would be appropriate for low-level characters if they're in a crowded area, and there's, you know, stacks of boxes or what have you, barrels, that could topple over and temporarily, you know, stop them from getting around, Mm -hmm. which is not the same severity as trying to run out of a cave that is collapsing. Yep at a low level and you don't have anything to help you
2: so for me the low stakes anime makes more sense for level one or two characters where the idea of giving them before they even have a chance to play doesn't (laughs) make sense um so they should be welcome they shouldn't if we're, if depending on your group, sometimes you want that low power fantasy where mm-hmm. everything's a struggle, you do not make mistakes. You play this like everything is dire. And that can happen. But like, in a lot of games, we show up to have fun, to kind of not be NPCs in our own life. Yeah. And have that bit of power. And for people like that, um, I would say fun things could be like, the goblin runs away. Well, then can you chase them? oh, there's a tree branch in the way. You didn't get it over it. The mm-hmm. goblin gets away, and the object is, in fact, stolen. But that's an excellent branch mm-hmm. to get them. So now they, ha- the, the per- they go back to the town, and now the person wants them to go find it. Gotcha. Whereas the other way, they get the object, they return it, and they, you, the p- family says, oh, they stole something even more valuable. And then you have to go to the same go- Both roads lead you there, but the hazard was still a challenge, and you still got to fail. Or you still got to succeed at it. I like that. There's also like bridges over like a river, not like a raging river and death, but like, God, that's inconvenient. It's an extra <laughs> D six. It sure would suck if you fell in. But uh, at yeah. level one or two, an extra D six of damage is not great. Like, yeah. like. If you're a wizard, and you've got low cod, and that d6 hits you, yeah. you don't want to do the next fight.
3: Yeah, But, but that, you're not dead. That said, there is something shitty about dying. Like, Leona, for example, has mentioned in the chat that she had a character nearly die by tripping down a six-inch incline. And while I have so many questions about that story as well... Um, and also apparently Ray Yeager, in that same campaign session, their off-tank almost instant died to sentient moss... I have questions. I'm afraid to ask them. I don't know what constitutes sentient. Would that be a hazard or a person? I, is that a Did, did you, was it eaten?
0: Ooh, if, it's, I, if it's fully sentient, then you might give it carrot. Then you might actually give it stats.
3: But then you've also Boss. got swarms and shit that yeah. are but more... Yeah,
0: what, what if it's just like you fell asleep in a mossy area and this was mm-hmm. a moss
2: that turns you into like, uh, a, like a spore zombie. Mm-hmm. Like you would the, oh. the weird... Oh, it was, a, it was a draining
3: moss. That's something yeah. oh, that got drained. That makes Oof. sense.
2: So when, when, once you're fully drained, it, you got spores in Blaine and they yeah. puppet you around. Yeah.
3: Well, you Uh-oh. know, that's not a bad th- point. The idea that uh, to make a, a hazard a bit less deadly... Is to make it something that
2: takes several you days. You
3: don't or not that too, but like you don't have to go near it. It's not something that you can't get around. Like I'm, I'm, unless, there's a shortcut
2: uh, that is dangerous, and there's also just two run actions which are fun.
3: yeah. Or there's moss on that tree,
2: and the, and
3: you don't have to go try and lick it. Like oh yeah yeah, yeah. but you could and you shouldn't.
2: Oh, but we it, I have had a DM that really loved the you can't do stupid moves and they love that idea that like every action has a consequence. You know, you absolutely do not do anything in nature unless you are trained in nature cuz all of it's deadly. Like it's not some of it's deadly, in their game all of it's deadly. Mm. Enjoy. Oh, <laughs> that's like, well, that, that egg.
3: Yeah, that's uh and Again, it's also going to depend on. Oh, the the DMs call the region they were in more dangerous Australia. More dangerous. <laughs> no. We also experience flowers that would explode if picked. Jesus. Um, there
4: mate. are plants that do explode naturally. So... But, <laughs> but not, like, for much? a D6 of damage. <laughs> no. Uh, well, there is one. It, when it explodes, it will eject the stuff at, like, 40 miles an hour. That, okay, that, that, That's a D6 of damage. Yeah, that
2: somewhat.
4: might be a D6. Maybe a little more, but it's also poisonous. Maybe so. some penetrating damage. Maybe
0: touch. a D6 penetrating no damage. No touchy. No. Ow! Damn it! <laughs> oh, what about... What would you say? Well no, they like... were like
3: fireball, apparently. No nope.
2: flowers. Oh, fireball. oh fire more flowers. dangerous Australia.
0: This so. sounds like a
3: bad place to be, and I didn't. I don't there's want a to. There's a lot be. of
0: hazards in more dangerous Australia. <laughs> MDA.
3: <laughs> MDA.
0: <laughs> we're just calling it MDA now, in the land of MDA. Uh,
3: a frightening thing, indeed.
0: Uh, so there's a lot of ways hazards can be. Yeah. What's the nature of the hazard? It's a flower that what explodes the, when you pick it. What do you
4: want the hazard to achieve? Yeah, exactly. Do you want it to be
0: damage?
4: You, well, is convenient. I mean, how? Yeah. Do you want it to be um, super plot? Yeah, do you want it plot-driven, or do you want it just something mm-hmm. extra? This hallway is electrocuted. Do you want to use it to Let's use that hallway. convince players to not take a certain kind of yeah. action? Yeah, that's a good or... point. It can
3: be used as, like, a directional arrow.
4: deterrent, Not so much a punishment, but yeah, like, maybe like, go this way instead. If you want to go that
0: way... You're going
3: to have players who see an arrow that says... You see a, a trap like that, and they're like... I'll bet you there's some sweet loot on the other and, side of that and, shit. And, <laughs> and, and then say, they go and they get themselves murdered.
2: And I will say, though, as a GM, have rewards there. There's a reason why uh, those traps are set up, especially if they're very mechanical, like arcane runes or like electric foil, floor, electrified floor, etc. Et mm-hmm. So, like, that does protect things. But, like, mm, sometimes sticky plants that have poison on them just grow. So... <laughs>
3: Yeah, that, that cave is havern. just
2: hard to get into because it's a bad cave. Yeah, <laughs> no one's gotten in there. I'm sorry, there's it's no it. daggers. There's yeah, there no should
3: weird. be treasure in there. That makes sense if there is treasure. Like mm-hmm. it, it could just be the shitty cave of sticky poison plants.
2: Just
4: and yeah, you
3: shouldn't have gone in there. You knew you didn't have any reason to believe there would be treasure in
2: there. Watch your players. If they're having a shit ton of fun doing it, give it a reward. This or that. If one sort of ex- them literally. If one of them's taking time away mm-hmm. from the other players' experience at the table, mm-hmm. let them fail. Yeah. <laughs> Stone cold. Like I kill them. You know, no, no, not kill them, but just like, yeah, that thing. Y- you did it, and you took fifteen minutes of mine and everyone else's time. You got a big juicy leaf.
4: Yep.
0: <laughs> Enjoy. It's a tree star. <laughs>
4: I mean... We fucking love tree stars. fucking love uh-huh. tree stars. Uh,
0: the second question you should ask yourself when looking at a hazard is, can it be avoided? Uh, and I, but when we say avoided, we don't necessarily... It usually means, like, can you get around this hazard? And
3: this is what I was referring to with the moss. Mm-hmm. This idea that this is not a hazard that you have to face.
1: Mm-hmm. This is
3: a hazard that you could just not screw with and walk away from. Or, like... This hazard is the bridge you must cross. By the way, the bridge is a rope, and it's a canyon beneath. Have a great time.
0: In that case, no. You cannot avoid this hazard. Yeah. At least not quickly. <laughs> no. Yeah, oh, no. There's there's another bridge.
2: It's about a day's walk north from here.
1: Yeah. Uh, we do have a day!
2: Somebody's dying! So I need to get time. the clover on the other side! Then like...
3: it's rope time and rope town.
2: It's rope time and rope town.
3: But, uh...
2: Could I at least like tie myself to the rope? Like a moving <laughs> one of those what's it called? Not slip knot. Um <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but but That you. would be the opposite of helpful. But like like uh, a knot that's oh, open. So, so it moves.
3: But yeah, uh, I think that whether or not it can be avoided is gonna play a major role in broke metal sonic.
0: Oh, Metal Sonic's fine. <laughs> you were the hazard all along. <laughs> Aubergine is a hazard. Aubergine, Aubergine is a hazard. Next question.
4: How dangerous
0: is the I hazard? The t-shirt as
4: well. That goes back to how dangerous do you want it to be mm-hmm. and what purpose you want it to function?
3: Yeah, and obviously how deadly do you want your game? Mm-hmm.
2: I, how much of the like D&D uh, DMG did you read? Ren. For this,
0: not much. I mostly just went through like five
2: different age books. They had a fantastic way of like at a tabletop, mm-hmm. um, a way that you can kinda judge a player's day is um you can you can divide uh encounters up to flavor, um uh encounters that don't waste resources, an encounter that requires resources, and deadly encounters Mm -hmm. so a deadly encounter with uh full resources is always doable a deadly encounter after doing like a medium one one of the ones that take resources adds tension and so like having having your traps be very Mm -hmm. flavorful and just like oh it's fun and you got through it or You were able to get some neat reward that you could use later. Like, those are cool, but then there are traps that will... The only way to get to the Horcicrux at the bottom of this Mm -hmm. bowl is to drink the bad juice. (laughs) And it's like, it just drains somebody. That's true, actually. You have to drink the the flat Mountain
0: Dew. No! Gross. So gross. Warm. Warm, Uh, flat. Warm, flat Mountain Dew. (laughs) been sitting out here, like some flex of junks have just fallen in it. No, you may not pick them out. We do it live. <laughs> the prophecy has foretold. Uh, how dangerous is the hazard is m- the more specific question is how much damage do you want the hazard to deal? And that will determine its threat category from 1d6 as a minor as a minor hazard to 6d6 as a murderous hazard.
3: Now, and here's a, a thing where I think I'm always gonna be a little, like,
0: uh-huh. I'm gonna have a, a point. A point. Point.
3: And that is that once you get to a certain point as a like say level ten, six D six doesn't really mean jack shit. Like <laughs> you do six D six to Nilir and it's it... If
2: if someone has decided to be the tank, which doesn't always happen, but they what is considered absolute death for anything else, they could stick their head in and see if it's okay.
3: Yeah, well, and honestly, though, even like at the level that we are currently, which I won't talk about because neither, mm-hmm. but like, ev- even for Klein, who is currently not wearing armor, uh, six d six would average out to
0: about twenty one.
3: Twenty one, like that's not comfy, but he can take he can take that he can take that a few times, and mm-hmm. that's murderous, like.
4: It's all about your product placement, because <laughs> a murderous hazard. That happens during combat or the result of a, a failure problem. that then also prompts a combat. But, yeah.
2: but also, what if the hazard can do that 66
0: once per round?
3: Which, yes, is very that is much worth considering. An it becomes option.
0: deadly. Yeah. Uh, what if it's penetrating damage? That's no, you shut your whore mouth.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. 66 penetrating is reserved for Eunice and not you.
0: <laughs> Only you Eunice. Can't can do have. You can't have. You can't have. Uh, hazards can deal more than 6d6 points of damage at a time there's no reason that they can't there's nothing no one in the rules No one. the the age police are not going to kick the door down and say stop having fun yeah
3: my my recommendation would still be to add more shit to it unless you're doing the things like these guys are talking mm -hmm. about like uh, you know if you're gonna have it do it per round if you're gonna have it with a combat if you're or, gonna a or what if it's a
4: hazard that increases severity over time? Mm. I, do, I, have, I have got yeah. an example of one of those. The crushing ceiling hazard. Yeah, there you go. It was, oh, woof, like... woof.
0: once again, another classic movie trope. Yep. Oh yeah, I That's thought about one. Resident Evil Four with that one actually when I was when I was originally writing it.
2: When I was <laughs> when we mentioned casually the poisonous moss or sentient moss or all this and that, mm-hmm. I definitely thought of like uh, you take. Uh, like a d4th worth of damage the first day. Like, you just don't heal mm-hmm. that d4. And then uh, the next day, you don't roll two d4s, you just remember the last roll and you add another d4, and then you can't heal. Your maximum health is lowered by that much. Mm-hmm. And by the end of three or four days, you're missing 10-15% of your health. This like
3: this actually hits and I want to leave this point for the next question that you ask because but that is... Le- leading into some uh, one of the tr- uh, hazards that I think is the most terrifying slash dangerously effective that I have ever seen. And it was in Pathfinder. And I'm terrified to ever see it replicated at any time. Um, uh, oh, and Ray Yeager said a couple things. What if the rogue uses their uncanny dodge on the hazard? I think that depends on the hazard. I would imagine it is very hard to dodge gravity. <laughs> but
4: uh hoop, there comes gravity. to dodge the
3: ground before I hit it
4: you
2: know that's a popular way that a lot of people have learned to fly <laughs>
3: got it <laughs> and also session one of the more dangerous Australia campaign the first combat was in the air that would cause points of exhaustion
0: yeah. oh yeah oh, just exhaustion, exhaustion. Ooh, yeah.
3: Amb- yeah that's true ambient damage is also a very effective hazard <laughs> <laughs> yes Leona that is how you learn to fly she says you beat her to it
2: uh, cool. <laughs> uh, okay good she's read the books yes uh, okay
3: you have received a little a little hand heart from from Keith. Maybe.
2: I should describe the motion I just did because I was too happy. Thank you Leona
3: <laughs> but uh, yeah so I think the next question that you want to ask yourself was about does it have any special effects?
0: Yes right. the next question is does it have any special effects? and
3: This is where I want to talk about one of the most effective hazards I have ever seen in my life yeah. And it is techn- I mean, it's technically also considered an enemy,
0: mm-hmm. but
3: in the Carrion Crown, the moment I say that I feel this like some of you are going to know what I'm talking a about. a Pathfinder game. Yes, there's a Pathfinder adventure oh, path. Oh, I know what we're
0: getting to.
3: Yep. There's a Pathfinder adventure path called Carrion Crown. There is one point in one of the books, and in actually a couple of others, where you, uh, you end up fighting something in a particular room, but also within this room hidden. There is a swarm of ticks.
4: Uh, (laughs) I was wondering, are they talking about the tick swarm? Correct. That was gross.
3: Yeah. So this thing, it it just goes into your square while you're fighting, and guaranteed, no save, does a point of constitution drain.
0: Which means it is...
3: Permanently gone. Actually, it's a D4 of Condrain. It
0: was. It? it was bad. It was. It's real yeah, nasty. It, it they take that blood. blood and they was, it. it was one point
4: or one D4 point. That's yeah. still terrifying. It was
3: a whole bunch. If you don't have a Swarmbane class so that you can attack swarms, that is just death. That is just a you we have you, are you have tasty
2: num noms. You have to point.
3: run from that fight if possible. And that was like or
2: you like AOE
4: spells or yeah but you, then, that you, include you. If you don't have a yeah. response to it. Uh, as yeah. in the way that uh, our, that particular session went, every character
0: promptly left the room.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think I had to take the swarmbane class off the person who had one, because I was the only person with a reasonable con score left, and I had to go in
0: there and You didn't like, have to hand over the baby you were carrying.
3: I, I was holding a baby. That...
0: Did you give the baby the Scarabane? Uh, no. Well, no, I You're... don't. Anyways, go, Junior.
3: But, uh... Yeah, I got a Scarabane. So that, uh... Yeah, oh, believe me, Cass bought one after that adventure. <laughs> but uh, For a
2: different reason, but it's interesting. I never got used.
3: Yeah, oh, his did. But for the same thing, later. Uh, turns out these come up in another adventure. But the well, reason yeah. I bring them up is because I think they are an excellent example of uh, the line between a negative effect, like uh, some sort of special effect, and just straight-up murderous.
2: Yes. Yeah.
3: Because, mm-hmm. the
2: you know... Uh, What's it called? Skill point damage. Ability point damage yeah. is mm-hmm. oh, yeah. uh, eventually always deadly.
4: An incremental uh, threat.
3: Yeah, and so if you're looking for something that is just straight up deadly, th- thinking in the realm of actually attacking the ability points is one of the nastiest things that I can think of.
2: Also, like, so tick swarms are great, but the thing I never, ever, ever wanted to learn but absolutely love the idea of it was the oozling swarms. Where it's well, not like an ooze slowly plops onto you, mm-hmm. but like, many oozes so in like all directions. Infinite
3: flubber going wrong. Yeah, <laughs> and, and
2: so like, they can be a little faster for some reason, I don't know. It's hilarious, oozling swarms.
1: And it doesn't need to be uh, lasting and permanent like that, where it's <laughs> drained. If yeah. that was just damage, it has essentially the same effect... In the short term. Right? Yeah, in the
4: short term, could, yes. And that's the difference you could do with a lower-level group of characters having yeah. to temporary damage that will go away over time. Yeah, but, you stinging know, mosquitoes do yeah, like the, one d like two damage. Yeah, yeah, so it as and higher-level well. characters, yeah. they that, would deal with drain, so it would be a drain on their resources as well yeah. as their stats, so it's... It had a charge. much
3: higher impact on the higher-level characters yeah. because while they're capable... <laughs> with low-level characters, it's a middle finger because they can't do anything about it. But with the higher level characters, they have the resources to fix drain, they can do things like that, and it that resource drain is part of the hazard as well.
4: Yep.
3: But it, yeah, I agree
1: that with a lower level party, damage wouldn't be. And it can advantage. also, uh, in the, but that same thing could be adapted into more of an environmental feel. Like, yeah. it's a pool full of uh, poisonous, like, ocean snakes that, if you fall in, you're gonna get bit a couple times and take a couple points of dex damage yeah. as you get numb. So then, like, That has that effect, but also you can work to stay out of the water, you can do other things to control the flow of the fight Mm -hmm. while still having that looming threat that way.
3: Yeah. I think it's very malleable, but I think that if you're looking for something on the far end of danger, that is something that I would recommend.
0: Uh, And you you could even have the Hazard just do special effects. It doesn't have to even do damage. That's true. Yeah,
3: it, this didn't do... Well, I mean, I guess it technically you, did do hit point damage, but...
0: <laughs> we, You know, during the play that we were
2: discussing, mm-hmm. um, one of the theatrics that you can do is, like, a flash bomb mm-hmm. for, like, magic to go off. And, of course, actors aren't looking right at it. But if someone's fucking with things, they can just go off randomly and it's a random chance that your character is looking directly at where the flashbang goes, and you're just stunned for a round. You're it like doesn't deal do any damage,
0: but it like blinds you for a little. Yeah. while. yeah. Well, you can't see anything yeah. for so many rounds. And if that rounds. had
3: been a thing, and those episodes are out already. Okay. But it, like, if that had been a thing for us in the play, I don't think it was. But mm-hmm. it's, it's very clever, though. If that had been a thing for us in the play, maybe that stunned condition would make it like you can do other things, but you can't act this round. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't perform. And, and that would make it harder for us to deal with the other... Ha- that's like an interlocking hazard with the fact that the crowd's getting more and more nervous.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: crowd's getting more and more unsettled. This was a yeah. big theater.
0: <laughs> is is this really ha- supposed theater. to happen in the play? <laughs> I
2: don't sure. know, but it makes me want to run over children.
1: <laughs> How about <fun> that? <thought. laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. And then we turned it around with you
0: folks ridiculous did acting. You folks did good. Uh-huh. We haven't finished it in the currently okay. uh, released episodes, but you folks are... Deep in the battle with Carve right now.
3: Give me your teeth.
0: Oodles of fun. God, I love that song. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, the last question you asked yourself... Lady Gaga? Teeth? Yes, I
3: know. (laughs) But (laughs) I I didn't want to put Carve with Lady Gaga.
0: Oh, no, I 200% did. Anyways, uh, how long does the hazard last? Is it a one-off thing because you set off the trap and the bear trap snapped around your leg? Or... Is water still pouring into the room a couple of rounds later? The hazard is the the occupied space with an interdimensional space. Are you trying to
4: navigate a certain kind of environment to get to a location Mm -hmm. that you may not know the exact way to go? Yeah.
2: Terrain. Terrain can be a hazard if you don't have a map, if you don't have uh, a starting point sense of direction, if you don't have this and that
4: wandering a desert.
0: You're just fucked. Hy- uh, hyperthermia is absolutely an ongoing hazard I and mean, you got
1: your classic quicksand as well Like, Ooh. and that time can be contingent as well it's important to remember that if you want to give the opportunity for uh, one of the more non-combat <laughs> characters to shine it can be like okay this, this thing is doing a ton of damage or doing these harmful effects until you solve this puzzle over in yeah. the corner
3: that's a good point
2: or dance Uh, (laughs) or dance dance. I'm I'm a
3: good dancer Um, Leona mentions too that like you know as far as deadly things if it's six inches high it is also apparently very deadly I don't know what happened to you but you're going to have to tell me about it later I'm
0: worried (laughs) oh god we've been having some wild times in the chat while you were away Uh, so when you're making a hazard you do not have to do ask all of these questions as a checklist My permission right now, you don't have to do this checklist every time you make a hazard. If you know what you want, just write it down.
3: Well, and honestly, that's going to make for a lot of very stilted, overthought out things. Yes. And Uh, then you're not going to have them flow as well with your set dressing.
0: These are more like guidelines uh, that are supposed to help you craft. uh, When I'm making a hazard, I usually just write down what I think it does. Roughly decide target numbers based on what my player's abilities are currently and however much damage feels appropriate.
1: Can you talk about the fact that feels apparently like you
0: ran
3: the game where she almost died over a six, six-inch incline?
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Which I th- one was that? Was that, uh, was that the Fantasy Age game or the Dragon Age game?
3: I'm sure uh, we'll find it was out. probably
0: at a Gen Con. It would a Gen have Con been year. a Gen Con. Uh, oh, man. I don't, well, <laughs> I don't remember can... any of those being quite so dangerous. <laughs> I'm sorry, Leona. Goodness gracious. Uh Oh, it At was eight o'clock. High. Okay, you know, uh, no, I actually remember that one. Now, <laughs> now that now that you mention it, uh, there was there, there was a little ra- a little raised area uh, around the camp, and Leona fell and fell very hard. Apparently, and uh, <laughs> the end of the encounter was we took that the bad guys were taken care of. We had to get over to Leona real quick because she was bleeding out from the from a six inch fall.
3: Incredible.
0: You know when. You, you, Uneven terrain can, you know.
3: Ooh, good question. Oh. Um,
4: good question. Ray in the chat. has
3: asked, uh, "What about player-made hazards like grease spells? That's really in those things combining.
2: I sell flaxseed. <laughs> <laughs>
3: those things combining with uh, ambient hazards mm-hmm. can go so many interesting directions, and it is important to know what your characters are capable of. Oh man! So that when you, I don't know, make a, a hallway filled with webs, you don't have somebody who's capable of. Burning the shit out of them, like.
2: So one of my one of my favorite bits, uh, was sometimes there are some spells that are very niche, mm-hmm. and it's so disheartening for me as a player to always go to fireball. It's so disheartening to go, what's at this spell level? What is going to give me the maximum amount of damage? Or at this spell level, yeah. fighting bosses, they're always going to have this other spell because they should be appropriately stronger than me, and they should have access to this kind of bullshit, so I'm going to do these other things. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite ways to break metas is, uh, you've done this to us, Mm -hmm. is have, uh, (laughs) and you did this accidentally, Oh dear. two spellcasters back-to-back doing environmental things. Hmm. Because there's one thing where it's like, oh, they made the ground really bad, well, let me get out of the way. But if one makes this part really bad, and the other makes this part really bad, Before any other player can go.
3: well beans,
2: You absolutely trap them. You can create vices, you can do this and that. And as players, if you coordinated... Like, some people do like to play that brother-sister, or there's twins, or this and that. If both of you are conjurational douchebags, you just (laughs) make shit. Like, we can't... Oh, do I go first? I'm just gonna wait. Why is that? My brother comes in a second. So, like... (laughs) Yeah, they might get a couple, like, advantage here and there, but then once the double spells start coming out every round, shit gets real, y'all.
3: I am gonna add Conjurational Douchebags to the band name
1: list. Fair. (laughs) Oh my god. God, all I can think is just like, hey, well, okay, I cast Black Tentacles, and then my friend surrounds it in a wall of stone.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! So, yeah, there's Creepy
2: uh, creepy Hentai Closet. I hate this. uh, There's making shambling mounds immediately followed by arcing lightning. Oh, no. Which you've done to us. Did I do that one? You did to us. We were in Pathfinder. Okay. I'm going to have to do this in age, too. You absolutely didn't mean for the druids to go back to back.
0: But <laughs> oh,
2: due to no, how, no, how we roll, yeah. how we rolled our initiative, they just happened to go back to oh, back, and it man. made them way deadlier. Amazing, so
3: much worse. Like
2: if if they just forego their tone, their turn, their this... initiative, and they go with their friend.
3: Oh, that was so bad.
0: It makes it awful. Like even in this, even God. in low games, like These so. Are, uh, while they may not be hazards in terms of like GM's uh, GM's rulings. If you got players who create situations, you can absolutely have hazards come out of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh,
3: interesting!
0: There's
2: also been when I, as a druid, really liked making uneven terrain or like uh-huh. brambles or thorns. Like, then my melee is all angry at me, so I have to be very choosy mm-hmm. with spells. Yeah. Well,
3: speaking of of anger. Uh, Ray Yeager asked, could emotions be hazards? Had a friend playing a very angry hormonal teenager, and whenever they lost control of their emotions, they would cast a random spell on themselves. It was a level 6 fireball once, and they survived because they were two paladins. <laughs> I think that's something you got to run with your whole, like have your whole party be aware of that hazard coming in.
4: And that would be good as an environmental hazard. Maybe oh, there's great, something yeah. that, and you know. You've got
3: a whole party that's down for the that element of surprise. Like the wild mage in 5e yeah. is a great example you of this. You literally
4: are a <laughs> yeah.
3: walking
2: hazard. It's a wild arcane in Blue Rose. <laughs> Do
1: yeah. something.
2: And then it might be really great and it might come with a friend.
1: Yeah. Hopefully the friends aren't pointed towards are you. Some people are big fans of random effects and rods of wonder. Some people Arms like to they... bring
0: a ta- objects with random effect tables into areas with random effect tables and yeah. just see what happens. Yeah, some
3: people do that. I,
0: I, oh my some God.
3: people get made real tiny and then make giant centipedes and then they burn a hole in their friend's pocket and then they turn a whole d- wall d- into flesh. I exploded oh, in like
0: your this. pocket twice.
3: Yeah, I was running out of pockets.
0: in subsequent rounds with different <laughs> elemental damage. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I was the hazard. It's me. <laughs>
3: Sinclair is always a hazard.
2: But <laughs> Nick <had laughs> just emotionally. Nick had mentioned Out- having uh, phobias, like yeah. as character phobias can be hazards. So mm.
3: yeah, this is a good place to think about that.
2: As a GM, you've also asked us, hey, could you provide your your characters' three questions: who do they love, what do they fear, mm. what's their favorite food, something? You you had us give our characters more Emerald than really just yes. stats. And being able to take that as a GM and use that as, like, this is just going to be, then then you get to play therapist (coughs) to your friends. But if you find a character's trauma and there's, like, a whole city that fits it, of course you're going to walk them into it. And then, like, then they have to deal with it.
1: Let me reach into my big box of tools that my players have given me to hurt them.
3: Yeah, pretty much.
1: I gave you so many
0: tools with Roth. <laughs> we had a good time.
3: There were a lot of ways you could hurt many of us, and you chose to use most of them.
0: I mean, you, you handed them all to me in such nice packages. I didn't want to, I didn't want to waste them.
3: Yeah, yeah. We've been unkind. But, yeah, I think that that's actually... That might be my favorite kind of hazard, is the kind that incorporates character psychology.
2: Mm-hmm. What well, if you, your character shouldn't be able to attack that thing without a will save? And I've seen it from our table. Where somebody will roll a will save to themselves, and they just decide on the moment, that is too low. Yeah. And then they do something different, and <laughs> so they they had player-imposed uh, hazards, and it created really fun games.
3: Yeah. Well, and there are Ooh. scenes yet to come where stuff like that might happen with some of these characters that uh, y'all haven't heard or seen yet, so there's...
0: There's coming coming soon? Coming
3: interactions.
2: Due, due to my character's growth, I've stopped inserting us into problems, so I've
1: become less of a hazard. <laughs> but that's that's fair. Aubergine is in many ways a hazard early in, in this show. Oh, yeah. Way, way early. Yeah, but it's
2: toned down. And now I'm actually, like, leading other things into hazards successfully. <laughs>
0: nice.
3: Yes. The development has been very good.
0: <laughs> but, so, uh, yeah.
3: yeah, it's... Uh... It, and you have to also keep in mind I'm seeing that the character was a, like a walking hazard and use their all their abilities and fees on anyone who would anger them. Uh, whoop, like, whoop, whoop. I could see that becoming pretty dangerous for party cohesion and mm-hmm. uh, plot line. I mean if you've got I'm sure you can make it work with certain people but like
2: I'd almost say that would be more worthwhile as a GM tool and be like, this is the escort. you have to take this problem Oh to man. There. And, uh... Escort
3: mission as a hazard.
2: We're
0: escorting the the
3: hazard?
1: (laughs) Resident Evil 4 shit. (laughs) An NPC as a hazard works for that. You could do it with a player, but it is something that I would restrict to players that you... Really Very much really, yeah. trust that are okay because with that buy in that is and yeah. not just not just players that you trust, but in groups that trust each other. Yeah, because really that coping. could really nuke a group if it wasn't people that were really willing to lean into the role yeah. playing I, and make the game work. I, I
2: remember just uh, in a meta sense, like somebody was trying to forego. Uh, they're they're trying to forego logical character development, like via skills. Uh, to min-max. And so they wanted to min-max all these things and uh, it was hard to talk to their character or them about their character because they were so defensive about it. Hmm. And um it just created like oh so I, I to a to a game table to players, this was becoming a hazard. We ended up actually asking that player to step away. And they yeah. did a lot of growing on their own and now they're a great person, actually. Uh True story, they're awesome now, but, like, that totally happens.
3: By the way, Leona says, Aubergine, no. (laughs) Aubergine, yes. Yes.
2: Aubergine, always yes. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) that voice was not squeaky enough. No, but it was... The uh, energy uh, was present. A whole mood. That's accurate.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: So... I haven't a lot had a the... requisite
2: monster to become aubergine enough. That's fair.
0: We've covered the basics, and a lot of, a couple of the nuances uh, about hazards we do cover in our previous episode. You can go check it out this if you is, want. This, this is, is more fun. like experimental, fun, fireworks, yeah, this hazards fun. episode. Uh, in the intervening time, I've thought about a couple of things and have some stuff that, we could, that you could add to your toolbox if you're designing hazards. Uh, One of which is actually uh, the Poisons and Traps from Dragon Age, which, back in the original episode, I said were specifically not hazards. They were something else, but, I mean, they could be. (laughs) Let's go for it.
1: Yeah,
3: Uh, I think really expanding the conversation about what constitutes a hazard makes them a lot... You can make oh, them a lot more interesting. There's a lot creating.
1: of gray area around what what is a hazard. Y- yeah.
2: your weapons. Uh, you're in like a bad market. You're in like mm-hmm. the bad market, and uh, for some reason, uh, you know, your weapons are knocked off of you, or some somebody does like a magnet spell mm-hmm. pulls them off of you, or they're kept. You know, you're supposed to turn them in somewhere, and this and that. What if? What if? What if there's contact poison on them? when they hand them back to you no well just or or <laughs> like something breaks out and you have to go grab them or uh. they pull them into a puzzle do you choose to grab this thing and try to do a poison handling check real quick mm-hmm. to then use the weapon and now your weapon's poisoned so there's a reward for getting past this check mm. yeah or do you just say fuck it i'm gonna punch today and
0: just go somewhere else like i like it yeah uh Poisons and traps in Dragon Age were codified so that player characters could take act, take a, uh, advantage of the poison making and trap making talents, which are both very fun and worth looking at uh, incorporating them into your games for themselves. I have a build uh,
3: that I really want to use them with.
0: <laughs> but there is, but you can also use all of those rules as a GM for building hazards uh there's a uh, plenty of good inspiration cuz dragon age has got uh if you go to pages 90 through 99 you can find the rules for poison making and trap making they include lots of examples and additional uh, examples of poisons and additional effects that you can put onto traps which could also just be stuff that you put into your hazards mhm there's a really god there's there was one that was terrifying it was called like alluring as part of a trap it like the trap did no damage but it required a very high willpower morale test to look away from it. Mm. That was the idea. I've
2: seen people who do a uh, performance check.
0: So somebody, Mm.
2: some, some distraction, does an incredible performance check. You have to beat that in willpower... ...to notice the pickpockets behind you... Mm, ...who are taking the plot object. I like that. Oh, no! We gotta try that. Yeah, no we don't. I (laughs) gotta try that. Did we just set up an entire hour... ...to talk about neat and interesting traps with our GM?
3: I mean...
0: This was a trap.
3: (laughs) This was a hazard and we've all failed.
0: Bum, bum, bum! (laughs) Fuck my life. Right? (laughs) Uh, The poison section also includes grenades... I don't know if you want to include those in your hazards. Goopies. But, uh, sure. Yes, you should. That's I feel like those
3: are mo- uh, those are when thrown by a character. Those are weapons. <laughs> when set up home alone style to
2: like, <laughs> 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 which I did
0: do to the green uh, to the Dragon Age. The like
2: got twice. me.
1: So, so I actually so
2: I was thinking it'd just be kind of funny if you had like a big poisonous monster that could like hawk loogies mm-hmm. at people and or I guess venomous. Yeah, either way, venomous loogies. Know. Venomous loogies. But like
3: not putting that on the band name list. But
2: also like you could have like plants be little turrets or sentinels. That's for sure. Their defense mechanism is to it just have that spit ready to go. It's if mm. if you step on one of their many root tendrils, the mm-hmm. really thin root tendrils, they shoot something in that direction. And so like that could be a great place for a poison bomb. Oh, for sure. Not acid. So they don't want to. But they'll suck it back it's up. A spore bomb.
0: Ray Jaeger is
3: asking the spit cannon, and I am depressed by those words in that order just because.
4: Gah. <laughs> yeah. Gun. Would you prefer a Gatling gun? No! no. <laughs> uh, Super Uh, I'm, one... I'm, I'm just thinking plants versus zombies. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Less legit. See,
3: that's less. Oh! Uh, it is okay, idea. Ray Jaeger. A hazard
2: that gets worse over time unless you start dealing with it over time. Like a tower defense. Yeah.
0: Oh like my a, god, a like tower defense,
2: defense in an, a tabletop game. <laughs> that sounds wild. We only have, like, two bombs. We'll, we'll then oh, get it t- down enough so that one bomb finishes all of them.
3: Well, that, like, the, I feel like there needs to be a lot more in the way of tower defense and stuff like that. This is a bit of a side thing, but uh-huh. because of another hazard that is a, a type of spell that virtually never gets used, uh, and that is the glyphs, the symbols... The stuff that you take a minute mm-hmm. to cast,
4: mm-hmm. but oh, are yes, wildly yes.
3: effective when you get there. Like, yeah. that's, I feel like those are player-made hazards. And also, I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. sure, of course you can, like, have the paper on the ground that says, I prepared exploding runes so, Like,
0: <laughs> but
3: letting your players have access to that, too, can be really fun.
0: The glyph spells from Dragon Age, worth taking a look at. And, of course, the spell glyph spell from the Fantasy Age Companion. Yeah. Check them out. There's probably some in modern age that I, that I do not quite remember, uh, but if I recall, they're probably pretty similar. Yeah, just you can go ahead and use it. Uh, another thing that you can add to your toolbox that I was actually quite excited to find uh, when, uh, when while doing research uh, was hazard effects from the modern age companion. Uh, the modern age companion is a treasure trove of ideas and assets for any age game. You should go get it right now. Did you do it? Awesome. Welcome back. I th- for This is in real time. There's no possible way they could have done that.
1: You've forgotten we're live streaming.
0: <laughs> no, I mean we won't be live streaming forever. The internet is quick. The internet, People's thumbs move. People are quick. <laughs> yes, but I believe okay, well, you, it. I believe viewers, in you all.
3: Our current viewers for an
1: impossible task.
0: Spend <laughs> money. Well, they don't have to tell me that they didn't do it. We don't get the money they spend, or at friends. least not quick enough.
1: They can just lie. We'll believe it. That's <laughs> true. We'll believe you.
3: You came out to talk with us, we'll believe believe you when
0: you tell us things. You can lie to to me, I'm desperate for a validation. Oh
3: my god.
0: (laughs) How dare you attack me like that. (laughs) That's how it works, right?
2: I'm
3: so sad. Those
0: emotional hazards Nick was talking about? Yeah. I'm very (laughs)
3: worried about everyone.
0: Uh, Anyway, while we will likely talk about the Modern Age Companion later because it's got so much fun stuff in it, Uh, one of the things that they talk about is on pages 46 and 48 uh, where they introduce the concept of hazard effects. Um... We kind of mentioned this later in that hazards can have special effects. This gives you another list to play with. Uh, when you've got a hazard of a particular... Uh, as Hazard effects are a list of conditions that hazards can leave a hero with. So instead of damaging them, the ha- they, the hazard could overstimulate them. Uh, or maybe it could hit them in the legs particularly hard and reduces their speed. Uh, or maybe it just knocks them on the ground. Uh, or in some of the really nasty cases maybe it Possesses them. Or leaves them just unconscious. Doesn't deal damage. They just go unconscious. Uh, like, you know.
3: That sounds bad.
0: Removes them from the
2: timeline.
4: it puts fatigue on the characters. Fatigue. Which could oh, result, in t- result in result in unconsciousness.
3: I hate fatigue. Exhaustion
4: it's into fatigue as a player.
3: Mm-hmm. I would love it as a GM, but I hate I hate it. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
1: that
0: a- was like... a- age fatigue is rowdy. It is, it is no joke. But yeah. is not great.
3: very effective hazard
0: though mm-hmm. very uh,
3: effective.
0: so how hazard effects are supposed to work is that when you're making a hazard of a particular difficulty you can basically spend d6's of damage to add effects to it mm-hmm. instead of the damage um, and everyth- like everything else in the modern age companion it is not necessary it does not change the rules for hazards it is supplemental you can yeah. add it if you like so if that if that hazard you deem is not worth a d6, that's definitely
2: two d6 worth. You can bump it up that category, mm-hmm. or if if you if your players are just one hundred percent really used to dealing with that, or they have a way around it, like just throw it on for free. It'll fuck up one mm-hmm. of them, but the two paladins give two shits about fear. So
0: yes, God damn it. <laughs> uh, some of my favorites. I'm not gonna read them all because there are twenty four choices for you to make. Yes. Uh, We've so been f- going for a
3: <laughs> while. We probably need to.
0: Mm-hmm. Some well, of them might, uh, the there's like there's loop. muted, where you can't speak. You cannot use communication focuses that require your voice, or any talent that requires to hear you. I hate this. Uh, I, I do not like. If, if if in your world you have to speak to cast spells, I think in the rule most of the rules you don't need to speak. Oh, okay, cool. If that's if a, you, you rule, you, it, you have to flavor that in. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, this
3: is mean for bards. Bards you could don't like be
0: it. Be confused.
2: Uh, you guys get a gentle, uh, afternoon without aubergine screaming. Is it worth... <laughs> no. Oh, now, because you just can't hear me now.
3: also can't talk. Just
0: small pitter-patters. Oh, no. Oh, that is Oof. the worst. <laughs> uh, I love that the, one of the minor hazards is nauseated, and it's actually really unkind. Uh... Your body reacts badly to the hazard, making you sick. Until the effect is removed, if the stunt die of a test or attack roll comes at five or six, re-roll it and take the second result. Ah, oh. Gross. Mean. Nasty. So, it's just, you, you've you been cursed with bad luck. Yeah. You just... <clears throat> uh, and immobile. Your speed is now zero. Yeah, yeah
3: that, that is also bad.
0: Uh, the hazard effects also includes a section about toxic hazards like poisons or diseases, uh, and how to put those together and how you can resist them, and how they work perhaps in gritty games. Uh oh, gritty is it? Gritty,
3: gritty thing. No, no,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. But any game that has
3: him will be gritty by default.
2: Correct. Because I,
3: gritty games are the ones where it's easy to die and there's mm-hmm. like.
2: Is it more fun to have Gritty be run by the GM or have all the players be
0: gritty? Do they all get to be a separate gritty or the same gritty? I don't Each like one this one controls a limb, they, they <laughs> just combine it's gritty together. And cloth. Gritty mix. Oh, like
2: no. Voltron. It's like they're all separate until the enemy shows up, then they stack together and they form, form Grittytron. Gritty.
0: <laughs> uh, another thing I wanted to bring up is, is that uh, hazards can change their nature very much if you are using playing modes from modern age. Uh, if you're playing in cinematic mode, hazards pretty much work like they do out of the box. They were written for games that were meant to be more cinematic. But once you start moving to pulpy and gritty it is worth re-examining your hazards and whether or not they've become w- more dangerous than you intended them to be.
1: Gritty I'm always gonna... gritty's rough
0: y'all. Oh, Gritty's rough. Pulpy and Gritty is the worst album name. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> but it is, is worth keeping in mind uh, that if you are playing, especially a, mo- a modern age game on a higher, honestly, uh, on a nastier difficulty or deadliness, or if you're using like increased damage or decreased health options from the Fantasy Age Companion so that your characters have less health to begin with, uh, everything maybe you, maybe you took the option that everything just deals an extra d6 of damage everybody, Everyth- everything in the world uh, or maybe you're designing hazards that get to add extra points to damage because of their particular construction just, you know worth keeping in mind some of those can be uh, uh, have some unintended consequences death? like, like, like death. death death is whimsical today death is whimsical today uh, and, uh, to, clo- to start closing out, uh, like, last episode about the hazards, we have a PDF with ready-made hazards listed in, in all six threat categories. <laughs> I'm going to try and get it, uh, available on our resources for your game page at our blog. Um, uh, they have been updated to be more all-inclusive for age games, uh, for some clarity, and I'm adding hazards that have been in the Trail of the Intruder campaign for folks to use if they would like to.
1: Hey!
0: I like the idea of, um... If you don't have hazards <laughs> as of your own, store-bought is fine. Store-bought is fine.
3: Store-bought is fine. Pulpy and Gritty is still not fine.
0: Still not fine. I like
3: it. Makes me think of I want a sidekick to Gritty people. named
2: Pulpy now. I, I
3: really don't.
2: With the googly eyes? No. And a, no. That face they can do? Wow. So good. Oh my uh. god
3: deeply Do they have upset
2: a are we i want them to have a
3: saxophone. well time to be hitting the old
2: dusty trail <laughs> all right keith is just all gritty now uh, <laughs> uh, uh
0: so thank you folks so much for listening uh you can contact us at aegispodcast at gmail.com you can find me as caught the protector on discord uh, on the green ronin discord or the d20 radio discord uh, and of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and our SoundCloud. And you can get us wherever you get uh, wherever you get podcasts. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, etc. Cool. Listen
2: so. to our terrible shenanigans. Listen the to our game we play. Heck
0: oh, yeah. Oh, yeah! Heck
2: There's yeah! Many
3: shenanigans.
0: Uh, hopefully, we'll get to do this again. This has been a lot of fun. Yes, I
3: enjoyed this. Thank you all for joining
0: me. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I'm, I'm springing something on so a couple of you folks, because we do have a couple of outros written for most of us, uh, but...
3: Oh, Ray Yeager says, brightened my evening.
0: Oh. We're glad. Glad to hear You it. brightened
3: our evening, too.
0: Glad, glad you Good you night, could be Leona. Here.
3: Leona says, good night.
0: Good night, Leona. Uh, this is Ren wishing lots of sixes on that stunt die.
3: Oh, God, what was mine? I oh, have it this here. This is Jess wishing you good heels and happy feels. That was it.
0: That was it. You folks don't need to have one right now. This is
1: Molly reminding you that the expected value on 3D6 is
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 10.5. Aubergine the guillotine, wishing
4: you a very good.
3: I'll
0: think of something later. This is Nick signing out. (laughs) Alright, fantastic. Bye, y'all. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll Catch you next time. Bye. thank you for listening to the adventure game engine interest series if you like what we do please consider supporting us on our patreon if you support us at only three dollars per month you get to vote on our patreon only poll which is worth twice as many votes as the other polls anything you can contribute is appreciated you can find a link to our patreon on our blog in the post for this show if you'd like to keep up with the show you can follow us on our facebook or twitter feel free to leave a comment or a question or even tell us how your age games are going we do love to hear Feel free to comment on our show on SoundCloud, and if you can, please leave us a review on iTunes or Google Podcasts. It really helps us out. The music and sound effects you heard on the show all came from Sirenscape, the legendary program for providing sound effects and music for your tabletop games. You can get started for free if you want to try it out first, and subscribing gives you wider access to the impressive and still-growing library of sounds for fantasy, sci-fi, modern, superhero, horror, and other types of games. Take a listen to Sirenscape, my friends, because your epic games need epic sound. This is Ren, wishing lots of sixes on that stunt die. Please take care, everyone, and we'll see you next time.